This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris pants are still wet i just realized i took them out of the dryer i know that's kind of a weird thing to say uh, i was outside cleaning up the yard it's pouring rain here it's been raining for about three days which we really needed and uh, i see in the forecast it's gonna rain for another week well we got three dogs i can't be i can't let the dogs out there doing their business for 10 days without cleaning up three days was long enough and uh, I paid a price for that. And part of that was my pants were soaking wet. So I put everything in the dryer. And uh, I thought they felt dry, but they're still a little wet. What are you going to do? I had a little uh, thought. I thought I'd uh, begin the, the day, the week with, the year, the new era, the great reset. Uh, you know, and I guess I probably, I must have seen something that, that triggered this. Maybe it was subconsciously. I don't mean triggered in the sense of, you know, triggered, triggered. I mean inspired, triggered. And I guess I saw something that was one of these stop the hate thing. I think it was a bumper sticker. Envisioning a bumper sticker. Maybe I'm just making it up. But either way, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Hate has no home here. Stop the hate. Can't we just all get along? Who are these people that are uh, clamoring for this? But the thing that's funny is that uh, quite a few of them yelling, screaming, stop hating, <laughs> stop racism. Oh, whoa, whoa. Uh, it's just kind of a, an interesting comparison there, I thought. And I wonder how many of these stop the hate people are actually really doing anything anything beneficial to actually promote peace and harmony really any of them i doubt it nope stop the hate i don't know what what do they stand what does that even mean stop the hate why i'm not allowed to hate you're not allowed to hate anymore i thought i thought it was free to hate if i wanted to hate i could be a hater why can't i be a hater if i want who cares what do you care if i hate everybody everything all the time why does everybody want to get in everybody else's business? Isn't this the, the problem with with everybody? That they want to tell everybody else what to do? You want to stop the hate? Stop hating. I You know, stop telling people what to do. Maybe people won't be so hate-filled. I don't know. It made me think of something else because, um, <clears throat> you know, these people tend to run in the same circles. And these are the common good people to stop the hate people. And they were the same ones that were shaming and forcing people to get vaccinated. Does anybody remember that hysteria? I saw this uh, video barrage of clips of all these different people from Arnold to Don Lemon. It's time that we stop uh, letting people not get vaccinated. They were... Forcing people into situations that could not get vaccinated for medical reasons. They didn't care. Didn't care. I, I, my doctor says I can't get vaccinated. Too bad. Who was that? I remember, it was the football player, I forget. The quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, maybe? I don't know. Stop the hate. But 
Shame everybody into doing what you think is the right thing to do. Kill Trump, kill Putin, kill Jesus, but stop the hate. Kind of funny parallels, don't you think? Anyway, that was my big thought. That is my big thought for the weekend. The the, the stop the hate, um, what do you call it? Uh, Just inconsistency, I guess. But, you know, everybody says that about everybody else as well. Anyway, that's my deep philosophical thought. That's all I have for you. Why don't we talk about a few other things? Raining like crazy here. It's climate change. It's really just spring rains, but we're going to call it climate change. You see, children, this is what happens when you're because your grandparents smoked and their grandparents owned slaves. And now the price we pay, it's like some bizarre new religion, right? Some new bizarre ideology, this climate change. Anyway, I'm kidding around with that. It's been raining, which has been great for me. I planted a lot of new grass in our yard. Our yard, you know, our lawn was more of a weed field. Now, I don't I was hoping to be 50% this year. And uh, I got to tell you, I think we're running more 70, 80 And as funny as it might sound, you know, I spent a lot of time out there. uh, The dandelions took off. I went out there with a hoe and and plucked all the heads off. And do you know that it really worked? I'm shocked. I really am. Anyway, uh, it's looking good. I put some more seed down. And speaking of seed, the the grass that I planted last year looks phenomenal. The grass that I've planted this year is coming up great despite the dry weather. Now we're getting rain. I'm expecting it all to pop. I put down, jeez, another 100 pounds of seed or something like that. Between the dogs tearing it up and the trees and the fire pit and the swing set and the axe throwing, the yard takes a beating. Oh, the ball chucker with the dog. That's what really tears it up, especially in, you know after the grass has gone dormant. we got to watch. I mean, he'll just turn the whole yard into mud. I'm not kidding you. So we put down a lot of seed. It's looking good. I'm happy. Flowers, good. Grass, good. Vegetables, nothing. This is kind of concerning. I had the wrong soil. I planted it at the wrong time, and I planted in the wrong container. So I guess considering that, you wouldn't expect the greatest results. Two of the three mistakes, well, actually all of them I guess I made in the past. Uh, I've done this before where I'll make a mistake twice, but believe me when I tell you, there won't be a third time. In the meantime, uh, it looks like I'm off to buying plants, which just to show you my wife's uh, level of confidence, she had already bought a tomato plant and and a pepper plant. The jalapenos are coming up. We got lucky with that. So we'll have something, tomato, uh, tomato sandwiches and jalapenos. I'm thinking now that I'm running a little late. Maybe I'll try something a little different and plant some melons. Maybe some watermelon, maybe some cantaloupe. Nah, maybe we'll start simple, just go with the watermelon. We'll see what happens. Thought it maybe it'd be fun for summer. You could do a few pumpkins, deer-like pumpkins. Did you know that? Maybe bring the deer in. Maybe we could get a little um, video with our trail cam. Uh, my daughter, uh, I guess she smells spring in the air. Pointed to the fishing poles in the garage. She says, we ought to go fishing. I said, you don't say. I think it may be time. Maybe in a week or so. Kind of busy right now running around. Speaking of my daughter and busy, my wife took her to the pet store. And they found this little puppy 
little shepherd puppy that they fell in love with. And my daughter uh, has been throwing a temper tantrum now because I said absolutely not to another dog. We have three, and it's about two too many, quite frankly, maybe even three too many at, at certain times. And I've been saying for the last 15 years, no more dogs. I keep getting more dogs. But I definitely don't want more than three for a million and one different reasons. It's it's chaos with the three of them, traveling, uh, leaving the house for extended periods. All these things are, are problematic with the dogs. And adding another one to the mix that's got its own routine and its own problems and a puppy to break, and uh, I just don't want to do it. Well, my daughter's not too happy about all that. Uh, well, she'll get over it. What can I tell you? She loves animals. She wants to bring everyone home. And I figure, well, we might as well just address that now because that's not going to be an option. I went down to the gym today, uh, earlier in the day, this morning, and um, I actually had a, had a great workout down there. I don't go to the gym a whole lot. And I've switched my whole uh, fitness game, health and fitness game plan, if you will, from losing fat to building muscle. And it's not that I don't have more fat to lose. I could definitely lose some more fat. But I thought, you know, I'm still pretty young. Why am I doing this? I like building muscle. So I've taken on a pretty aggressive approach. And not to the, well, to the lifting, but I'll explain that in a second, to the resistance training, I should say. Uh, But basically, and I'm not going to get too far into the details, but uh, working to get my hormones on track, specifically uh, testosterone levels, doing you know what I can naturally to increase my uh, testosterone, increasing protein, and uh, heavily, uh, greatly in- increasing my protein, over 200 uh, grams or milligrams a day, whatever it is, and um, and a pretty aggressive um, resistance training that is almost entirely calisthenics. Uh, resistance bands, a little bit of dumbbell work, uh, push-ups, pull-ups, that kind of thing. And really being careful with my joints and just taking my time, uh, slow reps, emphasizing the negative, but really pushing, really uh, you know, push myself to, to get the muscle to grow a little bit. And I'll tell you, a month in, I'm really happy with the results of it. So I went down to the gym, and I thought, well, let me get in and lift down there a little bit. And, you know, I don't want to get into some big free weight thing. I'm doing squats and, you know, probably never even really do bench press again, to be honest with you. Um, barbell bench press, that is. It just, I don't need to. And my shoulders are vulnerable, my back. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm just going to take a different approach. So anyway, today I was shoulders and arms. And I just did some dumbbells and some machine and some cable work. And it was just, it was phenomenal, really. It felt really good to be back lifting in the gym a little bit. I haven't been back in the gym in a few years, amazingly. can't believe I'm even saying that. I've been working out at home during that time. But it's been a few years since I've been in the gym, amazingly. And there was a time after COVID I said I would never go back. And I still think about it, by the way. Uh, and let me tell you the two things that happened. So I get a good lift in, and I think, you know, let me go sit in the hot tub. And this is a, a really nice 
place, a fitness club, a health club, whatever you want to call it. I'm not too into uh, public pool facilities and um, you know hot tubs and things like that, but uh, this is what we have. And um, you know, sometimes I go in there. And back to the never going back because of the COVID thing. It's just sometimes it feels dirty in there. I see some people walking around in their bare feet, and you think, yeah, man. Uh, a lot of things I see. Well, anyway, there was two things today. So I spent about 20 minutes in the hot tub, and, and my back was bothering me a little bit. So I wanted to do a little stretching, and there was the, the main focus. And uh, so against my better judgment, I go in there, and I just for whatever reason, I just wasn't too into the whole gym locker room scene today. Uh, but I need, really needed to get some stretching in. And so I go in the hot tub, and from in there, you can see out the, the window. It's all open through there in, into the locker room. And the whole time I was in there, there was some guy standing there uh, wrapped in a towel. And I don't know what he's up to, but um, from the time I got there to the time I left, <clears throat> this guy was parading around the locker room wrapped in a towel. And I think to myself, <laughs> you know, this is the problem, right? You know, who knows? Nobody seemed too bothered by it. Uh, and I, I didn't slow down long enough to even know what was going on to care. Uh, but I'm thinking, oh, good God. So here was the other weird thing. I went to, to change then because I'm in my uh, swim trunks, you know, after the hot tub. And uh, I got a shower. And now I get back to the area of the locker room to change. And there was a, a minor uh, child in there changing. And I'm going to guess maybe 10 young, no apparent uh, seemingly around. And the other weird thing is the kid was on the phone the whole time. And, you know, maybe that was the parent, maybe the mom keeping track. Maybe he was there with his mom. Maybe dad couldn't go. This is a real challenge for parents, but they have a family changing area there. I don't know why mom wouldn't go in there with them. Anyway, uh I was like, what, what do I do here? I'm not going to sit here and change in front of this kid. He's on the phone. I don't know if it's a FaceTime or video or what he's doing there. And this is just really awkward to me. Um, there was other people coming and going. So, you know, I was not concerned in terms of, uh, you know, me being in a bad position in that regard. You know, everything's in the open. There's, no, there's not a, a concealed area at all. Uh, except that it's a you know male locker room, but I was just like I don't know, I don't know what he's doing in here. I just was sat there, put my towel over my head, and and waited for him to leave. And I thought that has got to be the the weirdest doggone thing. And reason number nine million nine hundred ninety four, they don't go in a stinking locker room at the gym. Uh, so I thought uh, I'm not gonna be. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back and lift. I don't know. I don't need to do that. I just walked out. I don't know why I have this membership. My wife gets it for me. And uh, I guess that's enough whining and complaining. It was a great workout. And <laughs> I should have just stayed away from the locker room. Uh, anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I, I ran across an article that was talking about the uh, condition, financial condition of a lot of baby boomers looking to get ready for retirement. And... Um, saying how you know poorly ready they are and uh i know people that are really well ready um that you know have quite a bit of assets have their house paid off and they still don't want to retire 
I've got friends that are, I would say, fairly wealthy, quite a bit wealthier than me, older, um, quite a bit wealthier than I expect to be, and the wife is still working at 70. And I think, man, it's going to be hard for me to sit there and watch my wife work at 70. I'm kidding around. Uh, She'll kill me. Um, (laughs) But I hear more and more people talking. They're just going to keep working. They're going to keep working. I see it as a a big issue on a lot of fronts. Uh, Consequences, good and bad. I, I I think it's good in some ways. But I think there's some consequences uh, consequences to it in, in other ways. Either way, uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a topic of discussion, at least for me. I'm getting ready for retirement as well, if that ever happens for me. Um, anyway, what was the last thing I was going to say? Uh, you remember maybe I was talking about running for county commissioner here. And as I suspected... First of all, the the field is very full. I think there's about eight people running for this seat. By statute here, the opposing party has to have one of the three seats. So two Democrats. It has to be a Republican. The eight grassroots candidates are being 100% uh, completely ignored, as I expected. The one hand-picked establishment candidate is the only one that you hear about. That's the only one that'll end up on on the ballot for the primary. And um, I actually know the individual, and uh, I wish them luck. I'd actually met with them. I'd had a uh, connection with them from some other things. So I know that who this person is, and they're going to be the next uh, county commissioner here. So great, I guess. But that's how things run. It's not, it's not a democratic process. You think, you think, oh, anybody could be president, except you. Except you. Not really. Anybody could be. Doesn't mean anybody will be. So anyway, I'm glad I I'm glad I didn't put my name in the hat. I'm glad I didn't run around like a chicken with my head cut off. And I would just be insanely angry. What good does that do? What would I have accomplished? Absolutely nothing. Better off saving my time, at least polishing my gardening skills. You know, I, my daughter wants to go fishing. I'm like, but God forbid we come up empty handed with that. She's going to start looking at me. Dad, you know. You're not really doing too well with the gardening. You're not catching any fish. <laughs> My daughter's old school. She's she's not woke. I'll tell you that. She's like, Daddy, if you're not going to bring home dinner, I, uh, <laughs> mommy's got a replacement lined up. Uh, very funny. Okay, uh, economy, money, economic problems Argentina to pay for Chinese imports in the in yuan rather than dollars I think it's a big deal yuan overtakes dollar to become the most used uh, currency in uh, China's cross-border transactions and uh, well I'll get into this um, well a big international story this um, uh, seizing of this bio lab in Sudan uh, containing contagious pathogens has been seized by fighters in the Sudanese capital. Maybe this is what they're fighting against. Maybe this fight against the globalists is, is a lot more entrenched than you might believe. You know, how can we believe anything that we're being told? They would tell you the militants and say, who are the who are these people attacking? They attacked the bio labs in the same way that Russia did. What do they know? 
Why are they attacking him? What's really going on? Why is everybody running away from the dollar? And now you hear of another bank about the collapse. Are we on the verge of financial collapse? You've got to remember something. The government won't and can't. The government's not going to come out and say, listen, um, we're really concerned that um, you know over the next 90 days, we're, we're probably going to go through some serious economic turmoil. The dollar is probably going to collapse. You should prepare yourself. They can't do it. Cannot do it. Even if they wanted to, couldn't do it. Uh, first of all, if it didn't happen, the panic and, and craziness uh, would just be, you know, pandemonium. It would be pandemonium either way. And that's the problem. You know, they're not going to do that. You know, everybody just remain calm. <laughs> yeah, right. Gonna, what time's the bank open? <laughs> I want to go get my money out. People are crazy. They'll be buying paper towels, right? But by that point, it's too late anyway. But there's there's going to be no warning. That's my point. And you see China and other countries moving away from the dollar. What does that tell you? In simple terms, they don't trust the dollar. Oh, but you do. We're supposed to. I don't know. Uh, We have already lost in two climate change signals, according to a U.N. report. Uh, The climate change nonsense. You know, I was watching a video on sinkholes in Siberia. Are you aware of this phenomenon? What happens uh, uh, seemingly, I I didn't even uh, watch the whole video to see what they did find out. It appears that uh, underneath these uh, old swamplands that froze over, that the decaying matter has produced methane gas that produces bubbles and sometimes explodes, uh, blows open a, a sinkhole. Instead of collapsing in, it blows open. And uh, you got these giant sinkholes there in the middle of Siberia, all over the place, where they could happen in Alaska. Of course, they say this is all because of climate change, right? But here's the thing about maybe it is, right? I, I do believe it is, by the way. These areas that are thawing, this is a fact. They, they were once swamps, jungles. Then they froze over most recently. Now they're thawing again. Now people say climate change, climate change. Agreed. Agreed. But now the question becomes, how's that switch to electric cars? Well, well, it's the carbon. We, we got to go carbon, zero carbon, critical. And even in this video, they were saying, well, this is a, um, a part of the climate change that we haven't even factored in, this natu- na- uh, natural methane release, which, by the way, I was recently reading about methane release. You know where? You want to know where? Not all the way in Siberia where nobody cares. Right here in Pennsylvania. No kidding. From all the abandoned uh, uh, um, wells, oil and gas wells. They're all over the place in Texas, just belching out methane gas, like the Nord Stream pipelines. That thing's still pumping out methane. It was like a huge release of, of uh, CO2. But it was necessary to you know stop Putin. That was different. Anyway... Uh, all this CO2 coming out from these natural means 
And maybe it is going to usher in this wildly warmer climate. I've said this a million times. You know, I wouldn't dismiss the whole climate change thing. I'm not seeing any real indications, virtually none, of any real climate change, at least not here. Um, But if if you want to say that, in let's say, in 15 years, climate conditions around the world are going to rapidly change, what would you do to prepare for that? Let me just ask you that. Would you buy a Tesla? Hmm? Would you further rely on the grid? I'm just asking a question. Well, no, I'm going to get solar panels. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about people in Buffalo? People aren't thinking. It's just, uh, and, and if there is a real crisis, we're screwed. Nobody's ready. I know even here in this town, there's a term for it now. I forget. Longevity. Um, community resilience, but I thought, you know, our, our municipality is, is about, uh, I don't know, call it seven miles end to end, furthest point to furthest point. And, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty good size area when you think about it. And I thought, what would be the problem with having, say, four, <clears throat> four quadrants And within each of those quadrants, a small parcel of land, either rented or purchased by the municipality, preloaded with a few shipping containers with uh, emergency uh, uh, supplies in it, water, among other things. There's none. People don't realize this. You say, well, the the federal government's going to bring in. They have these uh, warehouses. This is true. Maybe the the warehouses that would supply us would be in uh, Newark. But that doesn't really do do you a hill bit of good when all the trees have blown all the roads closed. Or there's an EMP and and, and nothing can move and you're left with what you can get on foot. Uh, Just a little bit of prior planning. Anyway, I'm all over the place. The UN, we've we've already lost on two two key climate change signals. All right. Well, then then shouldn't we start preparing a little bit differently? Wouldn't that be what the message would be there? Nope. A uh, couple other things to mention here before I let you go. I told myself I'm not going to get emotional anymore. Let's give that a whirl. Let's see how that goes. How's that for a, a May New Year's resolution? I'm not going to get emotional about the news anymore. <laughs> I'll do my best. Newsom is sending the National Guard to San Francisco to help with the fentanyl crisis. I saw a listing. I still occasionally get uh, these different commercial real estate listings and deal offers. And uh, it, it makes me, I just, ugh, I couldn't imagine. Even, it's amazing. Um, for many years, I loved real estate, real estate development, real estate sales, commercial, residential, big deals, small deals. I loved it. Construction, building, developing. All of it. I I spent a a great career doing it. And now I couldn't imagine for a second uh, even touching it. But anyway, this beautiful office building came available in in San Francisco. Was worth $300 million. They're hoping to get 60. The destruction of wealth in this beautiful city. I have a, a friend out there. I haven't talked to in a long time. I don't know. A lot of times you didn't. They're liberals. You think, I'm going to, oh, there's these liberals. What they're thinking, what's going on? They're like, hey, yeah, you know, it's a little bad down by the waterfront, but, 
it's not too bad. <laughs> like, okay. Well, Newsom is sending in the National Guard to help with the fentanyl crisis. And I just have one question about this. How is it that the National Guard can help with the fentanyl once it's in this country, but they can't help stop it at the border from coming in in the first place? Call me crazy. I say it's common sense, but not everybody feels that way. In Chicago, this is an old story. Two two teens. Two teens. No, that wasn't a racial slur. Uh, two teens. I'm not even going to mention the race of the teens. How's that? Uh, I'm not getting into that anymore either. Anyway, two young boys stole a car, killed an infant, injured some other people. And eh, they're going to get a little misdemeanor, a little slap on the wrist. Because in these cities, you know how it is. They say, hey, no, don't blame these kids. Just blame it on the lack of opportunity. Blame it on our failures. Interesting, right? Um, this is local here I thought was interesting, not in our school district, but nearby. The school board had the audacity to hire a Hillsdale-affiliated consultant. Hillsdale College is a Christian college, and the school board wants this Hillsdale-affiliated consultant to help develop the social studies curriculum. People showed up in mass. This is the problem. This is liberal-minded people. Don't you give us that Christian crap rammed down our throats. Wow. Isn't it amazing the hatred towards Christians? As if uh, a Christian can't have a clear understanding of history. We're not going to have you SOB white male Christians whitewashing our history. We're going to apologize for being white, damn it, and you're going to like it. It's amazing. Hate has no home here. Don't you dare! Oh, whoa. What happened to hate? I thought thought we were all for about peace, love, and happiness. Not for you, Christian boy. Don't come around here with your white nationalism. I was just going to teach history. Nothing about white nationalism. Don't even try it! (laughs) That's the hate has no home here crowd. Right here in my community. Book bans are soaring in U.S. schools, fueled largely by new laws in Republican-led states. Once again, the white Christian males attacking our democracy and our very freedom to read whatever the hell we want. And this, of course, is a complete lie because these so-called book bans, parents looking out for the well-being of their children, protecting the best interest of their children. Do you watch, what, take a look after what your children are reading and looking at? You say, nope, you can read whatever you want. We don't. We don't allow that with our eight-year-old. Absolutely not on a variety of fronts. And there's a million and one reasons why. And if I have to explain it to you, then guess what? It's pointless to begin the conversation. But these so-called book bans aren't taking away anybody's freedom. Any more than not being allowed to read the Bible in public schools is taking away anybody's religious rights. You can walk right out of school and read your Bible all you want. You can pack your, your LGBTQI books in your kid's backpack and they can read it at recess all they want. Nobody's going to stop you. But don't you force it down my kid's throat. Isn't it amazing? Now, don't you dare, Whitey. 
Don't even open your mouth. But they're going to tell you what your kids are going to listen to, what they're going to be indoctrinated in. It really is a war. It really is. Like this attack here, a Nashville senior banned from prom for wearing a suit. It was a female at a Christian school. And I I guess uh, transgender or trying to make a point or whatever the case would be. We've lost all respect for customs. We've lost uh, all respect for reverence, individuality. Everybody has to be the same, which is what anything goes. And nobody wants that. No culture wants that. It's just creating sheer anarchy. It's not good. It's not good. God does not create anarchy. Remember that. God, God brings order, not chaos. Good, goodness, happiness comes from order, not from chaos. Do you believe that? All this chaos is not good. It's not from God. It's not godly. And I'd like to at least do my best to stay out of it. How's that? What are you going to do? In the meantime, I got to tell you, I've been enjoying beating on my body a little bit, kicking out some pull-ups. I'll have a report for you later. Maybe when I actually accomplish something. After all, I am a little older. It's taking a little more time. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.